0: Music with a message on KFUO, proclaiming Christ for you in word and song. You're listening to the Midday Moments program. I'm your host, Gary Duncan, and it's time now for our moment of faith with Pastor Doug Nicely of Jerusalem Lutheran Church in Collinsville, Illinois. Hi, Doug.
1: Hi, Gary. Good to talk to you this afternoon, and uh, hope and pray that things are going well in Radio Land this week.
0: Everything's going pretty well, and uh, thank you for your prayers. Uh, We do appreciate the prayers from our guests and also our listeners for our ministry, our worldwide ministry here at KFU. So, again, I appreciate your prayers. What's on your mind to talk about today?
1: Well, today I'm going to talk about a hymn that we're rather familiar with. It's called What a Friend We Have in Jesus. I'm sure you've heard it a few
0: times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a few times.
1: Yeah, well, there's there's some there's some interesting hints in Scrivens' uh, lyrics that kind of help us out understanding what he has to say specifically about his song. You know, I've always wondered about the extent of the depth of my prayers, especially when I sing the uh, the verse that we're familiar with. What a friend we have in Jesus! All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry. Everything to God in prayer, oh, what peace we often forfeit, oh, what needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. And I keep wondering, how much is everything? Mm. Just just a thought.
0: What is it? What What, is everything?
1: That's right. Well, Joseph Skrullin might help us out a little bit on this one with his story. He watched in shock as the body of his fiancée was pulled from the lake. Their wedding had been planned for the next day. That would have been in 1845. Reeling from the tragedy, he made up his mind to immigrate to America. Packing up his belongings in Dublin, Ireland, he sailed for Canada, leaving his mother behind, and he was about 25 years old at the time. Ten years later, he received word that his mother was facing a crisis. Joseph decided to write this poem that we know, What a Friend We Have in Jesus, and send it to her. Mrs. Scriven evidently gave a copy to a friend who had it published anonymously, and it quickly became a popular hymn, though no one knew who had written it. To escape his sorrow, Joseph poured himself into ministry, doing charity work with the Plymouth Brethren and preaching among the Baptists. He lived a simple, obscure life in Port Hope, Canada, cutting firewood for widows, giving away his clothes and money to those in need. He was described as a man of short stature, with iron-gray hair, close-cropped beard, and light blue eyes that sparkled when he talked. Um, Writer Iris Stanky wrote uh, later, upon a short time before his death, it was not known that he had a poetic gift. A neighbor... Sitting up with him in his illness happened upon a manuscript copy of What a Friend We Have of Jesus. Reading it with great delight and questioning Mr. Scriven about it, he said that he had composed it for his mother to comfort her in a special time of sorrow, not intending that anyone else should see it. Sometimes later, when another Port Hope neighbor asked him if this was true, that he composed the hymn, his reply was, The Lord and I did it between us. Kind of interesting.
0: That's a good answer too.
1: <laughs> yeah. And and here's here's a story about a guy who wasn't a preacher. Okay? That's pretty unusual for a lot of our hymns, I although either. it's not exclusively true. But uh Kirvin was just a regular guy, and nobody knew that, uh, that he had written this hymn, and he didn't really want anybody to know it either.
0: I listen to country music also. I, I listen to all, mm-hmm. all genres of music, but I have several different uh, gospel albums from country artists. Almost all of them have that hymn on it. On oh, yeah. yeah. So it's a very so popular, popular hymn, and it has been yeah. for... When did you say it was written?
1: Uh, probably about uh, 1855. Yeah that time in there. So here's the second verse. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful? Who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer.
0: It's just like four chords. I play it on the guitar, too. So it's a simple song to play.
1: So it's a a simple song to play, but it has has such a rich meaning. Right. And uh, so let's see what else we can dig out of it. Uh, This past Sunday, we read from one of my favorite chapters in the Bible, James 5, some good teachings about prayer. James writes, And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. And, you know, a little bit about James. Remember, James was the stepbrother of our Lord Jesus. Uh, One of several brothers, probably about six of them. Uh, who at one time didn't believe in Jesus at all. But St. Paul makes the point in 1 Corinthians that James was one of the people the resurrected Lord had visited. And James later became the pastor of the Mother Church in Jerusalem. It's one of the things I like about the letter of James. I call it the New Testament version of the book of Proverbs. He has all these helpful things to say. And he has all these helpful things to say because he's basing this upon his life with the congregation. So uh, we're trying to figure out what this everything to God in prayer means. Martin Luther helps us out in the small catechism. He teaches us something that he learned from the early church fathers uh, when we pray the petition, Thy kingdom come. Luther writes, The kingdom of God certainly comes by itself without our prayer, but we pray in this petition that it may come to us also. So I think we learned from both St. James and Joseph Scriven that prayer unites us together as a family of faith, prompting us to take everything to God in prayer, not just our stuff, but the stuff of those around us, and it continues to be such an important thing that has to do with us praying without ceasing in our lives. It's a lesson learned, but it's something that causes us to be able to be aware of what God's presence is in our world and our life. And, and I think that's the important part about taking everything to God in prayer.
0: Yeah, sometimes we think that we could take a few things to God in prayer, but do we want to really share everything with God through our prayer? Well, of course we do because He already knows. <laughs> <laughs> he already knows what's going on. So uh, everything, I, I like that. Yeah, I I'm have my prayer that
1: list, song. which of course is good. Yeah, um, but but it isn't just that. It's you know all sorts of things that happen to us as we go about doing. What we do during the day and Mm -hmm. some considerations we have for people who we hear about and um, our lives with our families, all sorts of things. And
0: we can also pray for our shortfalls and our sins as well. We're already forgiven in Christ, but it doesn't hurt to talk about it.
1: No, it doesn't. And uh, and one of the great things you learn from uh, living with family is uh, where you have done your failings. And you have to lift them up before the Lord in prayer, too. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say one more verse, okay? Okay. Are we weak and heavy-laden, cumbered with a load of care? Precious Savior, still our refuge. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Do thy friends despise, forsake thee? Take it to the Lord in prayer. In his arms he'll take and shield thee. Thou wilt find a solace there. Solace means comfort. So um, now you heard all three verses of his hymn, which he wrote for his mom. That's cool, too.
0: Yeah, that's, that's really neat. Would you like to lead us in a prayer?
1: Okay. Lord teaches how important it is for us to learn how to pray without ceasing. For we pray in the name of our Lord Jesus, who brings us his kingdom and brings it also to us. Amen. Amen.
0: What are we talking about next time?
1: Well, next week we're talking about um, a hymn that was written in the 18th century by a Swedish woman named Carolina Sandelberg. And she teaches us about the basics of life in the hymn, Children of the Heavenly Father.
0: Okay, sounds nice. Look forward to uh, that. I
1: had had the organist who played at my mother's funeral, uh, play that hymn and play the hymn, How Great Thou Art. And then I came up to him afterwards, and he's a pretty smart guy. And I said, what do these two hymns have in common? He said, they're both written by Swedes. And my mother always considered herself to be Swedish. More about that next week.
0: Sounds good. Thank you, Doug.
1: Okay. You're welcome, Gary.
0: We are the messenger of good news. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash KFUO radio.